When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, I'd like to introduce a new format. A couple of new guys who are going to be doing content on this platform. And we're going to be trying to do some big stuff for the culture. Sitting Sheesh. across from me, Disaster, who's been on the pod a couple times over the years. Already know. Interviewed him, did another video where we talked about a different battle, sort of judged and yeah. everything like that. And then sitting next to him. You play a partner. Slim with the tilted brim, lush uno. What's Gucci though? And somehow it has come upon us that these are the two gentlemen that we've kind of chosen or somehow have been imposed upon us <laughs> to take the lead on No Jumper, getting into the battle rap shit and trying to consistently create content right. where we uh, document what the fuck is going on in the scene and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. So I guess my first question that I would like to throw out to you guys is just what do you planning on creating what do you want to create what do you think that battle rap needs and in what way do you feel like you're going to be bringing that to the table well whoever wants to grab that one first first of all it it wasn't forced upon y'all it was consensual right that's true bill cosby (laughs) just just want to make sure we're we have an understanding about this Yeah, yeah, yeah all right cool cool absolutely now um at the end of the day battle rap culture is like a crazy subgenre of hip hop. It's a whole self-sustaining world that exists like peripherally to the industry. Like we built it from the ground up. Right. It's really just based on like being dope. There's no pretense associated with it. It doesn't matter like what you look like, where you come from or anything like that. It's just about being original and trying to like push the boundaries stylistically as much as possible. And um, the fact that it's like the last home of free speech in the fucking world (laughs) and makes sense to have this relationship with no jumper like since we don't shy away from the bullshit because y'all ain't y'all ain't y'all with the stuff is this we do a whole lot of stuff (laughs) y'all with the stuff is this and and i think you're right though it's like everyone who listens to rap or like is is even someone involved in like the underground rap world kind of sees the battle rap shit but i don't feel like there's enough enough like cross stream promotion of it where it would be nice if on a more consistent basis, who the yeah. fuck kicked the door? Uh, on, a, on a more consistent basis, you could see sort of mm-hmm. like bigger hip hop platforms just like allowing for that content to exist right, on right. their platform and stuff because really, like, nobody really touches it that much anymore. I mean, you'll see Vlad do a, some battle rap interviews here and there. He doesn't really go as crazy with it as he maybe used to back in the day. But even him might be doing more than damn near anybody else that I could think of in, a, in terms of like a mainstream hip hop world. Vlad will fuck world. with us when we're controversial. If there's like something yeah, going on, you feel yeah. me? Like, but He's as far as just pushing the agenda Typically, yeah. of the culture, mm. you feel me? Like, Ultimately, um, you know, what's happening here is with, with any uh, rising uh you know, niche or a new genre that to the world, like we're not a new genre, but with something rising, there's the whole thing that comes with preserving the art form as it goes mainstream. Right. And one of the main things why 
in a way you were chosen because, you know what I'm saying, we need to preserve this art form and we need to go through the right outlets to allow us to be able to do this the right way and bring, keep it raw without it. We, it's, it's okay to go mainstream. The people will be like, oh, you're mainstream. And they talk about like, I think all that is just arbitrary bullshit. What, what it comes down to is really the craft and how well you're preserving that because everything else really is just the results, the fruits of the labor. And you can never judge those for like whatever, wherever they go, they could go as long as the infrastructure is intact. And that's kind of what we're doing here. We don't want it to go somewhere before we could have control over it because you're one of the main people. And I've said this a couple of times in the, in, in the pre previous podcast, you actually understand the shit, bro. You're not somebody that, like, we had to come and explain what battle rap is to you. You already knew your shit. Like, you're somebody that people can't take this from you. We have vouched for you in that sense because we understand. We're very critical about who is the, who are the people involved in this. And we feel like you're that guy. The way I see it is, like, I'm not from a fucking gang. I didn't grow up in L.A., et cetera. <laughs> but I can have a guy like A.D. or T-Rell come on here and do their show. You're giving people and, opportunities. And, and they speak from people. a, you know, the brand becomes stronger and better and more well-rounded because of the fact that I have people around on the platform who actually are that much closer to the, a lot of the shit that people want to hear us talk about and stuff. And so bringing you guys on, I'm not claiming to be a fucking battle rap expert. I'm a fan of it and everything, exactly. but I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge or whatever. But, you know, I, I feel like you guys guys coming on and i just love the idea of creating like a consistent space on youtube where we can use our platform to shine light on and that, battle that's rap. What there's, there's a lot of dope shit going on I, I subscribe to a bunch of these different battle rap channels and shit so right. i i see it coming through on my feed <laughs> i see people getting hyped for different battles and stuff but a lot of that shit doesn't necessarily like transcend the battle rap world and get noticed Unless you have one of these big moments where, you know, you get a fucking... What, what are they doing? They're doing Freeway and Cassidy. They're doing, you know... I mean, URL, they, they, they do be doing a lot. Like, they, they, the, the coverage on Battle Rap, there is a lot of, you know, hot... You know, 97, Hot 97, The Breakfast Club. There's a lot of... They do cover Battle Rap, but you're right. You got to give it to Joe Budden, too. It's deceptive. Joe Budden. And even, um, um, uh, I think... There's there's more podcasts right now. There's a bunch I can't think of off the top of my head, but I think <laughs> what we're doing, the consistent basis, what you're talking about, and actually capturing it and having an authentic grassroots approach to it and a, a view of it and bringing it to the world like that hasn't been done. And what we're trying to do is definitely a special situation. Well, and that's the thing because like battle rap has such a it's an insular fan base, but it's so fucking big. Right. Like there's a few million people that are just avid supporters of it, but they like I said in the beginning, kind of exist outside of regular like hip-hop culture or whatever right. so it's like it's deceptive like people in battle rap think that they're really resonating and making a big difference but it's just the same people watching it so this is kind of like putting a spotlight from an outside perspective on it yeah, and like very, yeah, and like me right. and diz are low-key the perfect ambassadors because we're the motherfuckers that built this hoe from the ground up like okay elaborate on that well, for the people who maybe don't know where you guys are coming from there's Let's a lot hear of, some credentials. Yeah, th so there's there's a lot of forefathers when it comes to this shit. Obviously, man, you know, fuck a Mount Rushmore. You feel me? That's just you too. Obvi no, it's us. obviously, like <laughs> Mount when Rushmore. We, when we speak to like as far as this this the way leagues became, right? Right. And how they operated, and and how they came to be, and how it was popularized. You know, we were definitely at the forefront of this. The grind time era, the 2008 era, is what brought back URL because Smack had stopped doing shit for a while, and that's what even brought King of the Dot. So 
our our structure and what we come from, what we started doing, is literally the structure that is still being used till today. This is what we evolved into. So we are, and, and you got to know something. When we started, bro, we were getting 20,000 40,000 views per bat. We built it, we watched the shit go like into the millions. So like it took a while and we did it worldwide. We connected with all the different countries worldwide. We have those worldwide international credentials that brought that to us. We didn't just stay here, bro. Like we branched out to the rest of the planet. You know, I battled in 12 different countries myself. Mm -hmm. Here, just, just, just walk with me for a minute. Cause I'll bring you, I, I, wa I want you to like see it firsthand and experience it. So in uh, 2007, there's this thing called the World Rap Championships. So they're in like company in England called Jump Off was right. doing it. So there's like literally thousands of rappers, all the different battle rappers trying out for this thing. And uh, that was like the most dominant platform to consume battle rap. Because okay. there, there used to be a show called Fight Club on MTV. Do you remember right. Fight yeah, Club yeah, yeah. and shit? Like, yeah. that's where like French Montana used to battle on that. I mean, that was probably realistically <laughs> one, of Remy Ma, one of the biggest. That's mainstream like, looks the battle rap ever got. Between Correct. that and uh, 106 and Park, like and the freestyle battles, and of course, right. you feel me, Marshall and them. Yeah. But at the... Um, all these outlets were literally like crumbling simultaneously. Like Fight Club got vaulted on MTV mm. in 2007. S uh, Smack DVDs stopped distributing right around that time. So the only thing that was really booming on a bigger level was this WRC thing, the World Rap Championships. When that thing didn't come back the next year in 2008, there's like a huge <laughs> vacuum in the game. And that's right when YouTube was getting popular, right? right. And uh, so the homie direct out in um he was at a college campus in central florida uh, the uh, and this fool literally started uploading battles to youtube and it's like i have my own battle league and like we all kind of thought it was corny at first like right. i remember he like was sliding in everyone's myspace inbox like hey i'm doing a battle league i was like yeah your shit sound toy as fuck homeboy <laughs> I'm not fucking with it. And then I'm glad to have somebody on the channel who uses the word toy. That's you you could tell. You could I tell. mean it's just I haven't like really hung out with anyone who said that since like doing graffiti back when That's, I was like eighteen. I was gonna say you <laughs> yeah. could tell look, look, if you grew up in LA in the nineties and you don't have a dope hand style, like you were a fucking nerd yeah. like growing up. But like, like saying toy is yeah, like I agree with e that it's wholeheartedly. Like every other word in the graffiti world, and then it's like total mystery to anyone who's not into that you don't right? even yeah yeah but it, it's so descriptive though yeah you call someone a toy even if you don't like you up on game so you know it's like a graffiti thing but yeah. like if you just hear a toy it like doesn't have a positive connotation oh, no. <laughs> you know what i'm saying really, so yeah really. unless it's like so so yeah, yeah continue going, on going. so so when direct <laughs> um direct uh started with the grind time thing and basically um that's when we thought it was whack at first though we thought it was i mean I, i'm gonna be real with you i i really didn't i wanted to be part of it direct actually called me and was like yo i got some shit and i'm gonna call it grind time do you think i should use that name and i was like fuck yeah he's like then that's what i'm gonna exclusive. do exclusive yeah so like we we kind of like we're part of this whole i didn't start on the first one but i came to the second event when, when he booked me you know what i'm saying he gave me my first break now this is why this the, us all me him and direct being part of this company and this launch working together why it's so crazy because we all pretty much like gave each other these these opportunities throughout our our life and even when we left grind time and after it dissolved you know 
even after that, we, we moved on. We started working with King of the Dot. And even through that, we were still bringing in crazy shit. You know what I mean? We were creating groundbreaking moves, me and him, by ourselves. And then even, you know, uh, you know if you want to talk about 2014. Well, look, 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 you know, look, look. You, you, <laughs> 2014. You just, we, we, like, we like six years ahead now. We're, yeah, we're fast-forwarding from... I'm trying kinda, to just, you know, yeah, yeah. But he, I kind of want to break give this us down the details, a little bit. Give us the details. Give because us the details. this is like, yeah. So what happened was, what had happened was, this fool <laughs> wound up... Uh, partnering with with world star hip-hop mm. and like before anybody knew what it was r.i.p.q from world star hip-hop right. like and this is like way yeah. before they were doing like you know like random videos of like oh like babysitter like winds up getting knocked out by a fucking homeless diabetic or whatever <laughs> like you feel me like it was just strictly like rap shit on there at the right. time and um one of the battles that was uploaded to the grind time channel wound up getting 40,000 views overnight. Now, like, that, we, we know nowadays, you could put a fucking, I could put, put do a TikTok of a fucking shrimp on a treadmill, that shit gonna get 40,000 views in seven seconds, right? But at the time, it was a big deal. At the time, that yeah, was a big deal, was. right? So I was like, what the fuck, whoop de whoop So, like, so I went out there and battled on Grind Time. I was the first battle that hit 100,000 views, and then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm a battle rapper, but I'm also... The, the least, di I don't want to say most organized, I'm going to say least disorganized of all my other friends who do this shit. So let me like curate the events and organize the shit and start hosting. So that's, <laughs> so that's what I started doing. And then right. when we brought it back to Cali, it was like all the battles were like 100,000, 500,000, millions of views. And everybody was kind of like dialing in on our shit. And this dude, like um, I wound up calling him, he was in Lebanon at the time and was like, hey, you want to hop into battle? He was like, yeah, we put him at the against the dude. We were in the middle of a war, too, and he called me, and I was trying to get back to America, and it was just like, I, I, wanted, to battle, I wanted to battle him. And then he called me, and he's like, nah, man, like I, we got you, Thesaurus, who was the world champion at the time. You know what I'm saying? So uh -huh. like, it was like, for me, I debuted against the world champion, and then I beat him, and that kind of gave me my first break into like where everybody was like, who the fuck is this new crazy-ass Arab dude that raps really fast with multi-syllables and loud? I was the first dude to rap like that, too. Everybody was kind of more laid back, and I came in with that vicious... Like, people now yell a lot in battles, but I was the first dude to be really yelling like I was. Like, you uh -huh. know what I mean? Like, it's just one thing, screaming like, fast fucking multi-syllables in your face. To you know watch I mean? a disaster battle is one thing, but to experience it in person, like, the way this dude, like, commands energy mm. is, like, something really to behold. Yeah, I mean, you still I, need to I, see, I see me live. Yeah, you lot. still got to yeah. see me live. But look... So in, in, in if you look at the like craziest breakthrough moments, and I, I know he still has more shit to say, but I even want to... No, no, like, bust it, bust it. I want to harp on the fact that like, okay, so you see like all the breakthrough moments that were just the biggest moments we were directly involved in. Like when Cannabis wanted to uh, battle, he called me out on a record. They facilitated that shit. And we were able to get Cannabis to, to actually come to the fucking battle world which was the craziest shit ever well like adam you, you you're we're around the same age yeah i know you remember 1997 cannabis was that like was, yeah yeah around that time like am i tripping to think that he was like there was like a brief period of time he was the, well, he was like he was the hottest the like hottest rapper like, right like but well it was a little after a little before, before. Right? now they were but, beefing though but he was supposed he was to be like the next elite lyrical like he was going to be the guy who that broke dude. through battle rap and made it as a mainstream 
mainstream rapper. Yeah. yeah. So like, Correct. so the but then he had like pivoted away, had his whole career and shit, and that that was like kind of like the holy grail of pe the, of who people wanted to see right in the context of battle rap. Is this the one where he broke down and cried? Yeah. <laughs> well, he 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 didn't cry, but like he, he got yeah, all he, fucked up. Yeah, but look, so like that really fucking shattered the you glass win, Diz. That shattered you the win. glass ceiling of battle rap, Adam. Like oh, what okay. happened after that? The amount of fucking traffic and different people and articles and news media and people that were covering it, it created a new push. So like battle rap was on a different level after that, and we followed up within two years with Cassidy coming back. Because that's the in, thing. In, we in never the gave a whole... fuck about mainstream acceptance. Right. Like, But they just came to us. Like, Buster Rhymes tweeting, oh, disasters and did incredible in this battle, all these Swiss beats, all the there, people. Yeah, we, we, we were getting a lot of love from, like, that was really helping us early, too, that a lot of, like, shouts out to all the artists that, like, shouted us out. Like, we looked at, looked back on it. It was really a big part of people being like, damn, this shit's really popping out here because everyone's starting to paint it. You know who the first one was? Was, like, Ron Artel. Yep. I think it was 2008. Pre-Meta World Peace. Showed Battle Rap Love? Yeah, like, was just like, this is the real shit that's happening right now. You guys gotta all get... He was telling all his athlete homies. Nobody knew about the shit that was popping. He did. Like, he was the first... I'm telling you, first celebrity to ever even fucking point in this direction. Facts. Like, he had uh, an underbucket YouTube channel. It was channel crazy. Would like, yeah. It was crazy. He was, and then Kevin Durant and like everybody started coming around and it was fucking nuts. Right. Like when he like, he put a Facebook post, he wanted to see me versus Roan. I'm like, this is KD saying this? I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Right. So, so what were you saying? Well, around like, right around that time in like, like he was about to touch on in 2014. Right, yeah. Like there is an incident and uh, my man Disaster was like, kind of, not literally, but in a battle rap uh, sense, homeless. Like he didn't have a league to battle I got in banned. anymore. I got he banned got from banned. everybody. Like, because I was you like, punched a guy in the face. Yeah, so, he, but I got banned from all the leagues too when it happened. Like, cause the league, the King of the Dot put out a statement and they banned me, right? Right. And then all the other leagues are like, you can't be here either. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, oh, so you can't eat for a year. So we went instead and did this shit. Brought Cassidy and crushed him. So we, I like, it was up, the craziest. We fucking. wound up linking with this random like billionaire. In Beverly Hills, right? Uh -huh. Really eccentric, like out there, dude. David Alkey? Yeah. Who also signed Chief Keef at a certain point. And I was the one, like, me and my boy are the ones that. Yeah, he was involved in that. And, and so, how did you convince him, and what did you convince him to do? Well, he went. Well, for like, so well, the, the first thing was this, like, and didn't he get Chief Keef to put out that like awful like EDM kind of sounding record at one point? Worst, yeah. yeah. No, it had sampled Sting. Yeah. It was the it was the every breath oh, you take. I can't wait to. I, I want to listen to it again because I remember listening to it at the time and just being like, "Is my fucking computer broken? Like, what what is this sound? Yeah, like, yeah. you know what? This the cold can't part, be a Chief Keef song. Like, he forced." Sosa to make that record. That was like his, like, I want to produce something. I have my own vision. Like, and so was he being, you know, when you have so much money, you're like, I yeah. want to do that. But was he I trying to buy his way creation. into like cultural those, relevance no, by like, like literally like he's having fun. He like, yeah, like he's just having fun. So, so what happened was this, I, around the time, that time, like I'd been living in the Bay Area. I'm born and raised in LA, but I lived up in the Bay right. and was coming back to LA. And the battle rap shit was super popping. And like one of my homies, my boy G Skrilla, was like, Look, like I have a bunch of like ins at different networks. Let's try to get like a battle rap reality show popping. So we was over there at Relativity Media having conversations with them about having a show. You remember that? Like you was over there with me and shit. Like, yeah. and then it wound up falling through at the last minute because Eminem had his show that was going on. So it 
kind of mm. like, like it was literally like we made it to like the sixth meeting. I'm showing up at meetings on fucking Klonopin, like without any pitch deck or anything. All these people have these like <laughs> intricately structured <laughs> ideas and shit. I'm like, like yeah, like I'm fucking <laughs> I'm after this and I'm Klonopin right now. Klonopin's but, a motherfucker, dog, dog. So um, wound up. That, that shit fell through, and then, like, we, like, started to continue to just take meetings with different companies. Wound up in Beverly Hills one day, and I'm in front of this dude, and he's, like, he, like, gives me this whole presentation. He owns the, the Tupac hologram. Like, oh. this dude says to me, like, I own Tupac. And I'm, like, <laughs> like, like what? Like, yes, yes. I, I own Tupac. I own Tupac. But you're just looking at <laughs> how much so money funny. were you trying to get out this dude? Yeah. But, like, to be honest with you, I'm, like, freestyling. He's a billionaire. I didn't know. I was, like... So I'm just like, I'm just, I smell the Fetty. The Fetty is in my peripheral. Like a fucking shark. And I'm just, yeah, and I'm just <laughs> trying to bring it home. Uh -huh. But I don't, I don't even know exactly because I'm, the people that are bringing me to these meetings, they're not briefing me at all on what's going on. Like, okay. I thought I was talking to Direct TV. Right. And I'm like, you, like, all the other meetings were hella foo. I'm like, what the hell, what's going on here? They take me to this meeting and I'm like, okay, we're on fucking Cannon Road right now. We're a block away from Rodeo. Like, uh -huh. this is probably something legit. Then I have this, uh, you know, um, Dude from Nigeria talking about I own Tupac. And he's then, from Nigeria? Like, yeah, he's born in Lagos, Nigeria. How the fuck did he get so rich? I don't know. I, I think that there's like like Cyprian and Greek. Um, Cyprian, is that what they're called? Cypriot. Cyprian and Greek. Cypriot with a like, T at the end. So, like, so his family, shout to Alki, by the way. Yeah. His family you is. You fuck the, with him? I mean, shout to Alki. His family is the. The largest, the owner of the largest Coca-Cola yeah, bottling Coca plantation in Europe. Wow! So they have fucking <laughs> generational long bread type Dumb shit. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I don't know who this guy is or anything. When I'm first meeting him, he then like shows this whole. Uh, presentation where fucking Tupac is performing nothing but a gangster party. Like the Pac hologram is right there. Right. You feel me? Like it's real trippy. Right, and he right. sits down, starts asking me about battles. I tell him about disaster. I'm like, yo, like my homeboy. Him and I, we're, we're, we're like partners. You feel me? We're mm -hmm. never. I'll never say I manage him. You feel me? But we've every major move I've busted in my career has been with this fool. So you, you know guys are mean? that tight. We're fucking, you feel me? Like Best we're like, friends for I mean, like, how long? Heterosexual life mates. Bert and Ernie. Yeah, yeah. Bert like, and Ernie. I said heterosexual. Here, I said heterosexual. Nobody that's call that's me a no different Bert implication no more. right I there. young no more, man. You definitely look like Bert. Yeah, so I know. I was, I'm looking at him like, damn, that is Bert. Your you're for sure. Ceiling, if we are Bert and Ernie, you're right, Bert. Man, let's 1, carry 000. on with this fucking story, man. It's <laughs> sounding really good right about now. <laughs> so, and then, so I was like, what, what we need to do is... Uh, like he's like, because I figured out real quickly, all this dude wants is eyeballs. Like you can't get him enough money. He wants eyeballs for his network. He has this whole network called Filmon. Right. And I was like, well, if you want those motherfucking eyeballs, what you need to do is throw a big ass event. Right. He's like, how much would it cost to throw a big ass event? I'm like, like five hundred thousand. So I wound up closing in that day, essentially. Uh -huh. And like, but then it's like this whole. We'd have to do several podcasts to like break down all yeah. the shenanigans of what yeah. this relationship. It was. We wound up getting a crazy battle out of it. How long were you fucking with him? For a year. And you only did one battle during this. We time, did one but it was battle, the but then I wound up having my own show. Okay. Erica Mena is my co-host. Remember the Bow Wow's chick or whatever. That's Safari's chick. Oh, is that her, that who she with now? Like, Isn't yeah. that she have a baby with uh with Safari? I think she ended up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. 
She had bad breath. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was like bigging her up. She had bad breath. She had dude. bad breath. But Safari uh, would probably say that too. He don't fuck with her. I should touch on Safari got Safari got body count. When I was, I was, <laughs> he out here. He put numbers on the board. He is man. They love him. Yeah, these that's bitches a, love Safari. Hey, them Jamaicans. You feel me? They go crazy with it. I ain't mad. So dagger, dagger. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Do you dagger? Oh, I'm a daggering king. I'm a daggering son of a bitch. You ain't know about me. You feel me? I got more dagger than Mick Jagger. Come on. Maybe your podcast will someday get to the point where there is daggering on, on camera. <laughs> like a professional daggerer, if, though. No, not like, what do you mean? I, not like me humping look, the desk, which if, I if do sometimes. If there's someone that's been a dagger on our podcast, it's me. It's going to be an OG. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. it. <laughs> I don't need no shop of ranks. No. But Pete Game, so we wound up doing this event. And then after that, like, he's like kind of over the battle rap thing. And he's like, what do you want to like? So that, and, and I'm like, Chief Keef, Chief Keef, drill mm. music, drill music. So I wound up just like, Selling him on it, and then he wound up uh, putting the Bang Three project out. And, and how much uh, money did he give Chief Keith? So first of all, he gave him um, a BMW i8, and it was uh, the contract was, was like three hundred thousand dollars. What the fuck? So it was kind of the thing was this: you got to remember, this is after Sosa's whole situation with Universal had right. fallen through. So he was kind of like, and and it was, and it fell through, not because he doesn't have star power. Right. I love Sosa, by the way. That's my dog. He, in this he just one thing you have to understand about Chief Keefe, and I feel like most people do understand this at this point, is that he will not do anything. No, you couldn't tell him <laughs> at shit. all ever. No, and, and I kind of respected, like, he's like young. I'm having you to like for a show. He's not. He's, he's not gonna, young. Man. If he shows up two hours late, consider yourself lucky. lucky. Like he is just the most in his own world person on earth. <laughs> And I had to like high key be his like liaison because they'd be like, "What we need to do is get you on a song with Sean Kingston." Like, <laughs> and I'm like, "He don't want that." Like, he this is this is Sosa. He's let him like let him live in his own metaverse. You feel me? The the Glory Boy metaverse. All you can possibly hope to do is just inter interject yourself into that a little right. bit and try to capture some of the value, but you're not going to be able to control it. He he just is his he has his own energy his own propulsion and it's like if I was somebody who was in charge of managing Chief Keith it's like I'm gonna try to work around him and like figure out how to make things happen for him but he's just he's got his own momentum you know like you know you're 100 percent right and like that's what I was trying to sell him on but he didn't really like at first he didn't get it I you know like the whole Bobby Schmurder dancing on a desk to like get signed I literally had to fucking jump on Alki's desk and start rapping along with Finito to like show him like yo this is big and we're showing him all the different YouTube clips of like right. everybody else and like you know rapping okay. along with Finito and shit right. that was like the hottest record out at the time whatever it was so, and it still is like one of the only records that you can just consistently make everybody lose their shit at every show yeah exactly talking about shooting new jersey up like, <laughs> i know right <laughs> the whole state terrorist I got homies the craziest yeah, shit i've exactly. ever seen anyone say all right so back to the timeline yeah so yeah. where are we at what year are we at we, we, we 2015 right now. yeah yeah okay so around that time diz is just like taking off doing a bunch of like the thing about I like start going international exactly again. so there's all these different like there's a lot of battle rappers but the main thing that separates him from everybody else is the fact that this dude has battled in what nine different countries not like 12 12 uh, so like around that time i just started hitting all these different countries by then i had already had like the philippines holland germany sweden like england canada new zealand and australia and all these countries under my belt and i eventually ended up in croatia and 
pretty much we did uh, 2016. I went viral doing the Iron Solomon battle, which was like the crazy ass fucking battle where like everyone labeled it Arab versus Jew, and it was like the nuttiest fucking shit ever, and it went viral as dog shit. Wow. Yeah, and then... Um, was it hard? Did you have to hold back on some of the more offensive things? No, nah, I mean, we were both like, we, we both said crazy shit, and, you know, Solomon is a fucking legend. It was, you could have gone worse, though, I bet, right? Oh, I mean, take a look at the battle, bro. No, I, 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 I mean, it's battle rap. No, I remember watching it back in the day. I gotta it's battle it rap. It's battle exactly rap. I mean, don't expect is, too much yeah. fucking, uh, you know what I'm saying, political correctness. But okay, yeah. then in 2017, I, I reached out to... Uh, Oxymiron, who's like a Russian like megastar out there, and he's like Drake in Russia, you know what I'm saying? And he actually battles also, but right. like he does music and he does shows and he sells records. And we started chopping it up about him, about Miko in Russia, because then I wanted to go to Russia and do shit out there because they had shit popping crazy over there, you know what I'm saying? They're getting, bro, they're getting like 70 million views per battle. Yes, that's a real number. Real 70 number. million. Yes, real number. They're, the they're, so I think they have a battle with like a hundred million views on it on it, their channel. Isn't like probably the biggest rap battle of all time in America? Like ten million? Maybe? No, or it's like, fifteen, and it's mine. Really? You versus who? Me versus Oxymiron, that oh. guy we're talking about. Oh, he geez. came here though. Wow. So that's what I was gonna get to. We ended up. He was like, we decided I'm gonna go to Russia after he comes out here, and we do a home home and away game type of thing. So we started facilitating it. And then we got to a point where we just ended up doing it with King of the Dot. But I was, again, like it was just me like constantly just reaching out and trying to just break the mold again. You know what I'm saying? Once he came here, bro, we shattered everything. Like we were on RT. I was on Russian news television, bro. It was fucking crazy. Bro. You met Putin? Like, you know what's crazy about what you're saying is <laughs> he watched the shit. So there's like this whole thing about he watched the battle. Like, Stop. No, but this is why I'm explaining to you why. He it has sounds, so much Russian pride. I understand that, but like he knows about the, the battle. That's what I'm whether saying. Whether he makes watched sense. it, whether he watched it or not, he's very aware of the content in the battle. Like he knows what was said in the battle because Oxymiron is a very famous person out there, and whatever he says politically is completely under the microscope over all of Russia. Okay. You understand? So when he came to America, they knew he was going to say a bunch of political shit. So he was being watched, bro, by like the Russians. Like they wow. wanted to know what he was. And he came here and said some shit. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, he basically dissed America and Russia. Well, yeah. meanwhile, like, disasters in the battle talking about how Russian women got their facial structure from sucking dick. Wow. Like, <laughs> so, like, like you know, like, the bars were just crazy as fuck. Like, I was just doing, like, crazy. He was amazing, too. Like, he had fucking amazing Both shit. Both y'all so killed him. We, we basically killed the battle, and that shit went extremely international. And after that, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just kind of were trying to figure out how to do this, and then the pandemic hit, you know what I mean? Okay. And then it, it kept on getting hard to do this shit because then the crowds were gone. We got hit the hardest from the pandemic because our job is based on crowds. Right. So, like, our our field was the hardest that was fucking hit. And it's going to be tough to do anything in Russia for a while, too, it seems. For, yeah. It, it, the timing now is different. I was in Ukraine, too. I actually went out there and, like, bro, it was crazy. We was in front of 30,000 people, and I came out there wrapped in front of the stage with Oxy, and, like, the crowd was screaming my name. It was crazy. I tied a Ukrainian flag on my head. It was, like, out of control, bro. Like, we were, <laughs> we were out there on some rock stars. Shit, it's full look like Van Halen. Like, it, it, like, bro, you got to see the shit. I'll send you the fucking link. It's like 30,000 people. It was so so does that bring us up to date somewhat? Pretty much. There's probably more shit I missed. He I has mean, like, a memory no, like, bank like, like an elephant. Like, that's like the most condensed version possible. You okay. know, like, but really at the end of the day, like, for me, during that time, like, I went through, like, a crazy period after the whole, like, uh, Chief Keef situation kind of deteriorated. Like, I wound up kind of still being involved in battle rap, but I was really, like, I wasn't. 
I was more in the streets. Well, like, it's, it's it's not it's never easy when you lose your billionaire sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one thousand, one thousand. I'm over here keeping it a whole bunch. No, that's keep it a stack. Cause look, I it's had just a, a guess. No, that's exactly what happened. And like, you feel me? I have like the model wife. I'm like living in a. You feel me? My 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 overhead is crazy. I'm living in like a really like nice apartment in West LA. Okay. All this shit's going on, and I need to sustain that money. So I wind up becoming like. One of the biggest dope dealers in West LA for like a period of Meaning time. Meaning weed? Nah. Oh. Etc. Okay. You feel me? Like, yeah, I was, I was, I was in the game in the game for really? like, yeah, okay. yeah. For a few but, years there. Or yeah, what? yeah, like really, like one year solid, like of like dumb jugging and a bunch of other activities. Which and you, you sound very confident that you made it out of this unscathed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm solid. I'm solid, 100. Nice. But like, like what was really crazy is like, I don't know. I haven't talked about this publicly yet, but um, me and my homie tried to bail Draco out when he was locked up, really? and we were talking to TK. I was talking to Draco on the phone like all the time. Yeah, like, that's true, actually. Yeah, and like something really crazy that had happened. Like you know TK, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm talking to TK, and like when we were first like. When we're first inquiring about it, like I reached out to Draco on the <clears throat> on, on Twitter and shit, he winds up hitting me back, Wumpty Wumper, like his people did, and they're like, and then we start talking, and then so TK gets involved, and he's like, you know, um, I want y'all fools to really be aware of what you're getting involved with right now. Like these dudes have a crazy like campaign against them. Mm -hmm. You feel me? From the powers that be, and you're like you're opening up a lot of shit, fucking with these kids. Like, are you meaning you, like the cops are gonna have a fucking grudge against you for just bailing them out? Type B. You Jesus know what I mean? Christ. He was like the thing is at the time he didn't even have bail. <laughs> I'm trying to save it, but it just keeps burning. <laughs> He didn't. Uh, he didn't. I have... was trying to be respectful with this shit. He's like, "Fuck You're it." You're very intricate with it. I respect. <laughs> yeah, he chooses to like... ash in a fucking yeah. thumbtack. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was. Y'all got an ashtray? <laughs> Let me get an ashtray over here. Yeah. We both need one. The table could use an ashtray. Look at it. Uh, both fucking genius billionaires, and we're fucking <laughs> ashing in this. Come on. So, um, this fool. Um, yeah, like he didn't have bail, and his original lawyer before he wound up getting with like the what's the dude Sean or whatever, like right. like before he started with that dude, his original lawyer was like eighty nine years old, and um, and had an AOL email, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is a problem. Like your lawyer has an AOL email. I, I wish don't... I had an AOL email. Yeah, no vintage. Right. He's teased right. out. So I was like, you know, I don't really know if this is going to, what we can do, but we're literally trying to get like the jurisdiction, jurisdiction change, like all this shit. We're trying to like push moves on, on this case. And then like, I wind up getting a letter from the LAPD, like call me type beat. And they're like, and they're like starting to press me about certain unresolved things that had happened during that previous aforementioned time oh, wow. so i was like yeah that kind of made me fall back and then i didn't you know wasn't able didn't continue to pursue trying to get draco out but you know wow. r.i.p the ruler i could see that because even when i was making the video about his case and stuff it's as i learned more and more about it it started to occur to me like oh like me talking about this could definitely get me on like the cops radar for and, sure did and on a street level too i mean obviously there's just obviously that would a thing yeah you know? that that as well but really like my primary concern was like yeah johnny 1212 was on the helmet 
Yeah, that's crazy. So, okay, w- fast forward to present day. What do you guys feel like? Well, the idea of us. Yeah, because yeah. w- w- you guys have like a, le- a thing that yeah, you yeah. can explain, and how does that incorporate with what you're trying to do on Look, this platform? Look, man, o- over, over the last couple of years, man, over the last decade, man, we kind of, after the whole grind time situation dissolved, most of us just kind of just started just working for hire, bro. And that's kind of what we've been doing this whole time and not having our own platform and vision when we were the, the original ones with it. So, like, we kind of just recentered ourselves so we could be able to recapture that time. Like, it's battle rap is becoming also one dimensional in the sense that there's no longer that crazy, different, unique styles that, that we used to have. And that's what we're re encompassing this whole entire like platform and what it's going to bring is just opportunity for just the expansion of it. And we just, we see it as just a, a, a door opening for like those people that just don't have a voice and we're just focusing on that like just the the content bro like it's just fucking crazy and this platform is just the place for it you know what i'm saying for you to just be you know rap about anything as long as you're nice as fuck you know what i mean it's the coolest podcast in the world right we the, we the coolest battle rap league in the fucking galaxy type beat so it was like literally us bringing back grind time with this GTX thing, like it, we set the internet on fire. And like, the thing was when, you know, I'm, we were in our mid twenties, early twenties, like running a fucking company before we, we had no business plan. We had no business strategy. We were literally just like trying to do some dope shit and get a name out there in hip hop. You know, we didn't care about any of that shit. We kind of had to learn backwards, you know what I mean? Like, and all that shit. And like, also I'm hella off the shits at the time. Now I'm, over two years sober, two years and a month clean and sober, all mine altering chemicals. You notice I'm not even puffing. You right. feel me? Like, is it hard to battle when you're like on clonopin and like addicted to drugs? He wasn't even battling. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, but, but, like, to be honest with you, like, it was hard to live. Like, my, <laughs> my life was, I was a complete fucking mess. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, this dude, like, was. I don't even know, constantly worried about me, had to like low-key distance himself for a time, like as a homie, because I was just, I was probably finna die, real talk. So I had to literally switch. The beginning of the pandemic, I went to treatment for four months and was in a sober living house for two months. And then on the heels of that, like, it's crazy, like the promises of sobriety, what's coming to my life. Like me and this fool really like rekindled our friendship on a bigger level and have been pushing the line for the past year and a half straight, right. making this happen. And uh, now we have a crazy battle league. We have <coughs> financing behind it. And uh, it just makes a lot of sense to have like for what we have relationships with everybody in battle rap culture all like the cool people that are in the industry or like that are associated with battle rap on an outside level as well so it makes perfect sense for us to be like the ambassadors between no jumper culture and battle rap essentially what what, so what's going on with the league how much have you announced already they they announced our first card yeah and in the headliner fight Battle. You know about the second card. We can't talk about that. Oh, you, okay. you you know about that. Right. So you know how fucking insane this is. That's more than one. more than anybody, you know how fucking insane this is. It's an understatement, literally. Right. Um here he, yeah, here's the thing, Adam. Uh you know how like the music industry has had like artists that came up as you see now, they're all trying to get their masters and they're trying to break away from these situations when right. they were younger and just trying to do shit. And they had advantage taken of them. It's almost that situation where we were 
not on the immediate end, like front front line of the shit. And we have positioned ourselves where we actually belong because me as the person that was bringing in all these sponsors and all these crazy ass fucking, you know, these looks, I needed to be on the forefront of them because I wasn't and I wasn't hearing about them and I was always being middleman, you know what I'm saying? And it just, it wasn't, it, for, for the battlers themselves, there never was anything beyond them always getting paid a quick fucking paycheck and that's it. They had nothing to look forward to. There was no ownership of their IP. And that's kind of like where we're like headed is like we actually care about the artists themselves and we want to provide a place where it's not like the fucking music industry. And everyone on our team believes the same shit. We merged with an NFT company that wants to help us do that too. They, they're going to help us on that aspect. I know NFTs is not big in everyone's But world, merged but like you gave up ownership of whatever no, you're building? Or? No, no, they're, no. They're there are there are partners, so it's there, uh, there are partners. So it's it's GTX powered by Band Royalty. So, but you became the same company, or is it more like a sponsor? No, nah, like 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 we fuck with them heavy, like you know what I mean. Like okay. like they're we're still GTX, yeah, but nah. they like they're they're helping support us and like we support them as well like we we work in harmony the co okay. the company the company is owned by us and direct direct Williams you know what I'm saying okay. um, and. Um, you know, uh, everyone that we're working with believes the same thing. Uh -huh. They believe that, you know what I mean, like the artist is always at the center of everything and that we should be the ones. And it's like a, it's like a league uh, platform by battlers for battlers. And we want to even hire people that are battlers that have specific so skills. How and are you, what are you going to offer the battlers that's different than what's normally offered? <laughs> well, shit, oh, ownership and their royalties. Royalties. And shit, no yeah. battlers have ever been offered royalties, Adam. So basically like you would then get a percentage of the amount that that battle earns in YouTube per perpetuity or, yeah, or yeah. just at once, yeah. like from the pay-per-view or from no, everything. See, see, and that's the thing. Like we're offering unique situations depending on who it is. Like yeah. certain individuals, like, you know, Geechee Gotti, right? Like yeah. Geechee's got his own platform called the riot. Like okay. he's battling, Geechee's got a battle on our first card and that footage is going on his YouTube channel afterwards. Oh, he really? has ownership of it. Well, what about the other guy? He can post that as well, or? No, well, it's like I said, it's a different situation for everybody. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, shouts his opponent clean paper too. So it's right. both. Like the the thing is this: like us working with the company, we are band royalty. What's dope about them is like we've talked to millions of investors and like so many different people. Right. These dudes are coming in the game, allowing us to be ourselves. They have a cultural understanding. Like they're from like you know they understand us on a way different level so they're kind of giving us the freedom to just move how we move and be us and supporting our ideas and just helping create the infrastructure for us to really do what we want and that's to help these battle rappers get paid that's been the biggest conversation in battle rap culture for years is how to more fairly pay the battle ownership you feel me equity and there's like, just more rev there's just more avenues that's just one aspect of it you know so it just yeah. depends like if a battler like bro a lot of times like a battler will be like a heavy pay-per-view seller right and there'll okay. be a bunch of fucking other rappers on the fucking on the same card that are not selling pay-per-view it's like one person on the card selling most of that fucking pay-per-view right like you that, for example that, like i've done that so many times in my career where okay i'm selling 95 to 96 percent of the pay-per-view and I'm basically sharing that money with everybody. Why would that fucking but happen? Get, Why wouldn't I have to? No, you, I wouldn't you be get getting, a big upfront, no. right? Like, don't you, you expect no, you to get would a get, lot? No, because that's the thing. The upfront is definitely compared to what it potentially could be. It's never, it never. But you're not getting paid anywhere near as little as like the fifth 
battle down on the obviously card, right? not right. right it's going to be different for like how much you it sh there should be a system like to measure like you got to see like even with like rap grid and people like that they're able to really see who actually like you you could tell who's worth what and who brings in what and who doesn't you know what i'm saying so right. you know you know like who's back in the day people used to like lie we now know more who's selling the tickets you know what i'm saying and we need to get to get more to the bottom of that to know so we could give people according to their value because people don't get paid according to their value you know what i'm right. saying you can't fake ticket sales you mean like motherfuckers could try to flu flam ig followers or this or that you feel me right but you can't run game when it comes to sales but, okay say hypothetically you have a, a dream battle that you want to make happen a goals battle out of 22 versus Joe Budden. Fire. Just, just the podcast battle. We're obviously not going to happen. Who but has like, the, if who I was a battle rap league, I'd be trying to make that happen because that would be a crazy fucking event. Right. What, I get what it. are so, you telling me and Joe Budden about what you're going to give us in order to make this valuable? I mean, so, so I mean, I, honestly, we, yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I'll I know you don't want to show all your cards. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Like, no. like off top. Easy. Like off top, you're gonna get a fat upfront payment. You know okay. what I mean? That's that's gonna make you excited. Um, you're gonna wind up getting a percentage of the pay per view revenue. You're gonna wind up getting partial ownership of your footage, and then like through different things, like NFTs, will be able to give you royalties forever, like in perpetuity as well. So that's kind of like the, the one thing that we're offering that no one else is. We have a deal with Sony. To, to release battles on digital streaming platforms. Okay. So anytime it gets played, we're, re we're having the, the rappers register with ASCAP and BMI, so they're actually getting mechanical royalties from their battles, which has never happened before. That's yeah. interesting. This is the first time yeah, the, in the, the history of this how, space. How much do the battles get listened to on like streaming services or <laughs> anywhere out, outside of YouTube or where, where else? You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. You know what I mean? People like fuck it's with the like, audio. It, a lot of like things that are, are popping on YouTube, like as you know, like I'm sure most people watch No Jumper, but I have homies that be like, oh, I be listening to that it shit. It blows my mind because Wallow yeah. posted a picture of the fucking podcast app the other day of like the top rap podcasts and we're number four and I'm like, we don't highlight that or push that I, I don't really ever you know why because you have a lot there. of listeners that are drivers bro and nobody yeah. can just what? stare they're not gonna stare at you while and, they're and driving because a bro. lot you of have people uh, driving in their car a lot of podcasts on youtube like i will drive to work and listen to bro, a fucking that's Vlad people listening to you in the car. youtube in the car just people because to in the car. yeah i mean i don't need to see it all the time exactly. and, and also like let's say like if it's incentivized for you to be pushing it more like when you saw that you might be like damn maybe i should fucking help like like get behind this to run up these spotify numbers whoop de whoop maybe i should start telling people that's what that I'm you saying. can listen like, to this because yeah. we don't we just are like we're on youtube so that's like you know that, that's that's just like there's so many different ways we're going about it merchandising opportunities yeah. really the main thing is like battle rap as it's continued to grow it's beautiful the, the spotlight on a commercial level right that this shit has all the superstars the m&ms the drakes all these motherfuckers rocking with us co-signing us but at the end of the day at a certain point it starts to lose a bit of its authenticity for the thing that it's like look at skateboarding and the way skateboarding got commercialized and shit like that right. it's the same thing so we're trying to keep maintain the level of professionalism of 222 battle mm. of 2022 battle rap but bring back the energy of what really um, made it exciting at its core and another thing you you were you were Did asking you? us what we could give you um without giving away the marketing shit too much you know what i'm saying if i asked you right now right now 
if to, to who would you get first? How would you get your sponsorship yourself to to come to a battle? Right. Right. You'd ha- you'd want to have somebody sponsor you, right? How is your ideal way to walk into that battle? Tap out. With a shirt. So a tap out shirt? Is that what you're saying? Okay, sure. Is that what you're saying? Uh, maybe. How would you do it? How Only would you, if you do were it? True my dream sponsor? Okay. Gucci slash FUBU collab Adam 22 walkout shorts. I don't know. What am I talking okay, about? Okay, fire, right? So then like what if you could like get like a weed company to fucking you wear a hat for them so cookies. then you got like okay, right on my penis. So, then, so you got a cookies hat. <laughs> okay. So then you got a cookies hat. You got you got you got the shirt. Then there's other fucking things that you could do. So I'm about to introduce this, and I don't, I didn't want to fucking just put it out here right now, but it's gonna be a way to actually increase your, your. You could have four or five sponsors at the same time around you, and it's just, a, it's something that works around you. So I could have you walk into a battle with instead of having one sponsor, we're gonna teach motherfuckers to have like multiple sponsors for their battles because they never even come into their battles with sponsors to begin with, bro. Okay. They wait for the league to be like, yo, we got a sponsor. Here's like a couple of dollars. Wear a shirt. Like you should be at the forefront of that shit and just I'm gonna give you one more example. I sold bar space in the middle of one of my verses after I ran out of space the first time I wore a shirt and I wore a hat. I was like, how the fuck am I going to get this company to, to, to how am I going to shout them out? Mm-hmm. So it was a startup company in Silicon Valley. They have this app called Superfan. It's not a, around anymore, but this fan, this, this app is a fan app where people could text you to a number that's in your phone. So when they text you, they're actually texting you to your phone. So they don't feel like they're in an app. They feel like they're actually texting your phone. It's like a crazy way. Like they could text you to your phone through another number. Okay. You know what I mean? So like I put, I basically told this company, I'll sell you bar space. I was like, I'll sell you space in my verse. I'll put you in my rap. I, right. I'm gonna put you in the. I'm gonna put the phone number in the rap. I'm gonna have everybody come. I'm gonna drag the traffic from the Russian battle. It was against Oxymiron with all that crazy traffic. Right. And I was like, I'm gonna drag all that traffic from over there. And then I evaluated at a fucking, you know, a five-digit fucking number, and I, I threw mean, it at them. And I actually got that was like a third sponsor. So those are the ways that some of the I could even maximize that to five and six. So like at the end of the day, since we're coming from a creative space we are actual battle rappers like this dude is the greatest battle rapper of all time we care about these motherfuckers we're not trying to exploit them we right. want to help them get their bread we want to help them get their ownership so if if i'm hearing this out as a potential investor and i'm skeptical uh, this is what comes to mind with me is don't a lot of the top battle rappers have exclusive contracts with your com- your competitors you're wrong it's the smaller battlers Really? Yeah, because the top battlers are so so established on their own and they're free agents that they wouldn't even put themselves in a position like that. And oh, that's also kind of what's ill about us is we have good relationships with all the different platforms and we're not trying to like... We're not even trying to do yeah, that. Yeah, we're not dude. trying to step on people's toes. Like if they have certain artists that they're pushing, we're going to stay away from putting them on our platform. Even if those artists reach out, we're like we're, we'll talk to, um, to Beasley and Smack at URL. We'll talk to, you feel me... Uh, ARP over at RBE, organic at King of the Dark. We'll talk to all. Like, yeah. They don't. They don't look at you doing your own. I mean, thing I think the think. bad blood is because of they. they there's always been that, like where there's no proper like ethic with it. Like we we're trying to do it the right way. There shouldn't be any reason why somebody would be mad. We'd involve them in it and we'd break bread together. Are if they my ops now? Do I if have to like a, not look at them if they walk in the room? Hey. Who? Who's them? I don't know. All the other leagues. Do I no, have to be no, like, no. Sorry, I'm friends with. No, disaster. we're trying to cover them. We want. We know. We we came here to push you all want to of work them. together. Yeah. Well, okay. Even though we got our own platform, we. But we're yes, adamant. they are we're, the ops, though, to keep it a bundle. <laughs> no, listen, yeah, we're we adamant. Ops. We're adamant about pushing all the other leagues on this platform too, bro. Okay. Like that's that's one thing that you're gonna see. Like we're not trying to just push our shit. Like it's battle rap. We're trying to 
uh, cover everything, like all the bases. You know what I'm saying? It's, that would be a conflict of interest if we're gonna have this show and we're only pushing the agenda. <laughs> yeah, like, right. like we know, like yeah, no jumpers, the media partner, y'all rocking with us is love. But we still, we're, we're trying to highlight the entire culture. And there's too many biased shows. We're not gonna fall into that fucking category. And because that, that's kind of the question is there's like too many of them. Me doing the news. Some weeks it feels like there's fucking nothing to talk about. Like, right. how interesting do you think that it's going to be? How much do you think there's you're going to rely on shit. gas? Fucking battle rap, what? bro. There's yeah. always shit. We could even do flashbacks, and it's just going to be di- it's just going to be shit. shit. A lot of podcasts kind of like run out of steam at a certain point. They just sort of like lose the things thing is, to our talk world, about, right? Or, yeah, right, right. I, I just want to like talk about that existential threat. Or no, like, you do you think it. that would ever be a thing? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the opposite for yeah. us. It's like for us, the challenge is going to be what do we focus on? What <laughs> do we highlight because there's so many like it's a soap opera like and it's a library bro like there, like this the thing about it is even if there isn't something happening right now there's shit that's been happening <laughs> to where it's just a library to reach from you can start to talk about oh bro oh, yeah, hey, but, fuck this guy there's there's certain things that we could always have something to talk about but it's a matter of do we want to highlight this right and being like cultural ambassadors in for battle rap in a in front of an audience that yeah, like there's some, also that. some of y'all watching might might be hit but a lot of people might not even know what the fuck is going on we don't want to make this shit look like clownish hmm. you feel me like we're trying to preserve the integrity of what the fuck we all do this ain't at the end of the day this isn't just me and disaster shit this is like it's not just lush one and disaster this is pushing the culture forward really at the end of the it. day if you're gonna have like a mission statement it's like yeah everybody wants to make money and get views and be relevant or whatever but making like the culture, like actually pushing forward the conversation and like creating something that I think could be a real staple in the culture where it's like if you're a battle rap fan and you're not paying attention to what's going on with this, then you're fully missing out. That just, I think that's kind of like the goal, really, you know? And to bring all these motherfuckers in here to fucking give them shine and just interview them and make them fucking, you know what I'm saying? Blow like, them up, make them bigger. Yeah, we want to do that with everybody, man. That's like, one thing we, I we realized, on that time right now. Going bro. to that Drake battle, that's one thing I realized is like, holy shit, there's a lot of cool ass people super talented in this world and they're just like almost criminally under noticed you know like they're just like so many people in that world who are really fucking interesting and you're in the position to just create them yeah like you you guys too you guys are going to be really the ones fucking figuring out who the fuck we need to be highlighting that's the thing too we can put together some some legendary fucking cast of characters on this show because there's going to be some very important whack 100 on clubhouse type conversations oh yeah but for the battle we already know bro like we want we look we're going to bring creatures onto this bitch man you already know Oh, man, some we, people we that you never creatures. would have thought you'd see in the nah. same place. It's gonna be. Wild, I'm gonna right? bring creatures up in here. I already told the staff. And, and that's the thing, though. <laughs> like, th- that's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, like, we're able to like. If someone's gonna get these fools talking their shit and get it out of them, like we know what buttons to push with these fools, because we, you know what I mean, like mm. we're completely tuned in. You like, guys know the questions to ask, which yeah, is the big B. thing. You know, when I'm fucking interviewing a, a battle rap guy, I'm on YouTube trying to piece it together of what the things that the fans want to hear talked about are. Because my attitude with doing an interview is not like I'm doing the interview for a no jumper fan. I'm always thinking like I want to do an interview for your fucking hardcore fans. Nah, you know? I, I love that you th- because if yeah, you if you, you shoot over like people's heads, I think people will still tune in and just try to figure out what the fuck you're talking that's, that's about a good way to rather than it. dumbing it down yeah. for a fucking basic ass yeah. audience. I don't know. But I mean there is definitely a risk of being too 
meta with it, too fucking nerdish. <laughs> well, that's but, you but you, you're ill at walking that line. Like, there's not too many people like Trill Talk that can interview Lil Pump and Ghostface and like know an equal amount of about each one of their careers. And, like, yeah, you go have with that, accurate though. points of references. Like, mm. so the fact that like when you first had this fool on like a couple years back, I was like, people were tripping this. on that. You know what? I wanted to ask you, man. I, I want to interview you right now, man. Look, let's go. Um, how? How was your URL experience, man? Because I seen you over there and you were happy, man. Like, I want to know, like, how you felt about all those. And, and if you remember Twerk, man, because I want to talk about him, man, how you felt about his, his performance. He was the fucking crazy, energetic dude tearing the room apart. Yeah. I mean, just you never meet that many interesting fucking personalities. Different characters. At one right? time, uh, definitely noticed that these these people have fucking legs made of iron because you really got to appreciate just standing, standing the fuck up, up for a long I've been telling time. People, you man, ain't fucking with my calf muscles. Like, <laughs> talk, like. The crazy shit about actually being there and watching it in real life is like just witnessing the crowd dynamic, which, witnessing who has people who are clearly in their corner in the crowd, witnessing who has mm -hmm. the biggest fucking mob on stage. It was very very fucking gang oriented to be totally honest. Oh yeah, honest well you came you. you came you came to the Geechee show, man, when you yeah. came there. But it was actually cool as fuck to see that you had all these fucking people with all these different politics and shit and, and everyone, yo, I actually I remember saying that that I've been to so many goddamn rap shows, but I don't know if I ever been to a rap event that had such an extreme like family type vibe to it. Like yeah. it felt like a fucking straight That's how barbecue, rap you know, are. like we're in the park, just fucking everybody knows each like or at least gives a fuck about each other. And yeah, that's a, how know, it, it, it was. Are. It was a very, very warm vibe to it. And it's a weird juxtaposition of that and like saying the most disrespectful shit possible the, the to worst each other. Things. Like, yeah, it's wild. That, and that like that defines battle rap in a nutshell right there, the yeah. way you just broke it down. But uh, yeah, yeah, that warm it? feeling, but just insanity being said. And also like making fun of your dead wife or some yeah, shit. It's yeah. fucking yeah. horrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes. <laughs> and the thing is, like, with our platform, you definitely like if you look at our first card, you'll see like you know there, there's gang members from all different sides on it, but there's also it's just like. We're all about stylistic diversity and everybody right. having their own like character that they bring to the table and not like it gets redundant when everyone's on the same shit. That that card was like a crip war. It was like right. everyone just like kind of competing to tell you who was the biggest crip. Right. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I was about to say you loved it, Adam. You know you loved it, man. And we look, we got a piece of some I pissed, serious I fucking AD culture because I sent him a picture of one of the guy's fucking shirts where he had certain letters whacked out and shit. And I was like, why? Why did he do this letter or whatever? He's like, just leave it alone. He's like, don't worry about it, man. <laughs> oh my god. Post it on your Instagram. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, I'm just asking you. Yeah, yeah. That is so funny. Nah, shout to AD. Yeah, but uh, nah, it's at the end of the day, like we still we still have that energy there, but there's other elements to it as well like we try to like have the we just want people to be themselves so if you banged out be all the way banged out with it but like you don't necessarily it kind of yeah because like you know they kind of just left no room for people to just be themselves you know what i'm saying so everybody's like a gangster everybody is this everybody is that we kind of want that atmosphere where you know here's the gangster here's the nerd here's the fucking conscious guy here's you think anybody's just making it up 
Anybody just fake as fuck? Not everybody. But, but there's, there, there's anyone? You, get, I mean, you get exposed at That's this what point. I'm saying. Yeah. It feels like you, it would be such a risk to be caught lying. I mean, it happens. It's, it's, it's happened. It, 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 shit false happens, flagging, bro. this or not, that. Not, they get not put even on just blast, that. Not, like, not even just that, bro. Shit just be happening at Battle Rap. I'm absolutely. just saying, like, you know what I mean? It just... Too in much. A, in a large scale of it, there's also that cookie-cutter digesting thing where everybody wants to do it. You know how, like... Like, it's almost, you're seeing, like, a culture, like, people, like, kids are, like, trying to become, like, gang members overnight because it's, like, a cultural thing. Like, yeah. it's happening in the battle rap, too. You know what I'm saying? They Everyone sees something that looks cool and they want to imitate it. It's always been like that. It's a just influence thing. You, you know worry about that as a trend? Of, I mean, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, honestly, I, up I stay it. away from all this shit, man. Yeah. I just bar people out. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's happening. The, the thing is this, like, <laughs> what, what adds a whole other element to it is you have, like, all these different regions coming together. So so you feel me? You have like the Chicago fools, the Detroit dudes, like cats from Atlanta, motherfuckers from New York. So you, people from LA, and like all these different like regions coexisting with their own politics. And when all that comes together, it's kind of crazy. But like at the end of the day, for the most part, although shit does pop off, the people that don't matter how banged out you are. If you're a professional in the space of battle rap, you know how to compartmentalize that right. and t turn it down. Because, like in the streets, if someone's disrespecting you, if you're a ba if you're banged out and someone's disrespecting you, the way that like that people do in rap battles, that's an instant fade, if not worse. I know so you, because in the real world, if I'm a gang member and I see you and you're a gang member, and I so much as give you a dirty look, right, or never mind, say a fucking word to you, it's up. It's realistically going down in one form or another, whether it's a fist fight or a shootout. And then in battle rap, it's like, hey. I'm going to kill your kids. <laughs> and the other guy's just like, hmm, okay. Naming, you say like, I'm going to kill your son, Trevor. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, it, it's battle rap. Battle rap is definitely Or even not worse, the place if your son, Trevor, died, like, and that's why you finna die, like your son, Trevor. Like, like they'll, they'll do that shit. Like, but I hear that there's secret cabal style meetings about, like, hey, you can't talk about this. Cabal style. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't hear that much. Nah, but, but. No, no. Motherfuckers I mean, yeah, will. The, the real motherfuckers will decide between each other and be like, hey, man, this bothers me. Don't bring yeah. it up. If a motherfucker real enough, he'll be like, yeah, okay, man. Like, I don't need to do that to win. You know what I'm saying? Like, You've I, done I that before? I respect it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because I don't feel like you always got to do that. If you got to do that to win, it's kind of... Hmm. Well, people uh, people like the lowest common denominator shit sometimes. Though, hey, it's, it's cool when it comes from certain... Like, like, even in the beginning, like, Arsenal really started off like in battle shouts rap, to like, Arsenal. Shouts out to Arsenal, the Rebel. Um, he's one of them dudes that started off in battle rap where he was saying really shocking shit like mm. early. Like people were like, what the fuck is this shit? Then everybody started saying shocking shit. It's mm. like, nah, man, we want to hear the people that are doing it. Like, yeah, I still want to hear shocking shit here and there. But when you have an event full of 14 battlers and 10 of them are saying the shit, it's like, bruh. At it loses certain, its value. At like a certain it's not point. even it don't even got that value to it no more that you're talking about that crazy shock value. It's good to have it what like you have an event full of bars and one of the battles goes that way. Yeah. All right, that's fire. You yeah, but then saying? at a certain point it just gets stupid. It does. Yeah. Even if you do Redundant. it even even that one battler even if it's one battle that the battler better have a small angle about it and not drown the whole battle out with it because right. then it'll just be like, you know what I mean? Definitely. Well, like at a certain point your skill is going to set you apart. Yeah. yeah. Ideally. For sure. So, okay. The first battle coming up 
is like the main thing. And then what else do we got to look forward to? And and I don't know what, what's energizing you guys about doing this. Like what, what's what's really well, getting this motivated? Fir- this first battle is going to be a precursor, right? We're gonna there's going to be a couple events, right? We're gonna just rebuild the LA division, and then we're gonna go back up, and we're gonna start building the Bay back up because we got a lot of our fucking you know shots out the pot. Shouts to the yay, man. We got a lot of our game from the Bay, man. Like so, like that's where we started doing shit. You pushing P. <laughs> that's where we did <laughs> so that hey adam that's where we started doing shit so we kind of want to go back to that source uh and you know at some point in this year so we're building up these crazy events and we have that marquee event that's going to be happening you know somewhere around the summer and you know uh like 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 you know man it's going to be like some groundbreaking shit you know and uh we'll be able to talk about it more soon in april you know i mean we'll get closer to the time we'll be able to like to discuss more our plans and then from there we're just going to allow like all those other divisions in in america to pop back up all those cities that don't have that exposure because like url is too big now you know what i'm saying they can't take care of everybody right right and king of the dot is in canada and then there's rbe like even with all these leagues and there's other leagues too shouts out to the other leagues putting in work too but there's a void you know what i'm saying there's not enough like you know what i'm saying like there we there there's there, there's something to fill in there's a there's a there's a group of people missing from the targeted market marketed demographic and we're gonna aim at them and we're gonna we're gonna allow them to rebuild those places. Like even Florida was popping <coughs> crazy, but Florida used to have crazy battles. And look at them now. I mean, like they they're living life out there. It would be a good time to do battles out there. You know what I mean? So like right. all that. Like we want to just get all that popping again. There's so many people, bro, that need voices. Like they they need plates. They they have voices. They're not heard. This is gonna just open the door for a lot of people, man. Like and it's just crazy. And internationally I mean, too. It, like we, and that's my like, like that's the whole thing I'm focusing on too. After that, our, our first battle off top, like disasters battling this dude Asazino, who's literally the biggest rapper in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like we were just chopping it up with Duno about it. He's like, oh. I know Asazino off top, you know, like like right. He, yeah, you were telling me about this one. Yeah, he's like he's literally like. Oh yeah, remember we was tell, so 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 this this whole situation with Asazino, like you know, what I'm saying this is kind of like uh, me versus Oxymir on the Russian one, right. right? Except this one is gonna be for you know for for the Latino world, you know, what I'm saying, and it's gonna be fucking crazy. Like, and he's gonna be battling in English. Well, here's that's the here's cool the thing, thing about it. They're doing a bilingual battle. Yeah. One round in English, one round in Spanish, and, and one round, round like whatever. Spanglish. Whatever. And what's crazy and is your Spanish is immaculate? No. No. He's learning he's learning it for the battle. I could pronounce shit really good. Okay. I, I like I could pronounce shit really good, but just putting shit together is really hard and I'm gonna have to like, you know what I'm saying? Stay Are you focused. working with someone who's helping you no, a little I'm, bit? I'm definitely like, you know, I'm getting like I'm getting right. help definitely. Every Vario in LA is on the job. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm gonna tell you like this get though. Get Duno on there, he got some, some yeah, jokes. Yeah, you that's what you need to fuck with. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I know. Is, is the, <laughs> what what's crazy is this is uh the third language Diz is finna battle. In. Like he yeah. did a battle in Arabic already, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and then put I got that in my I've, fucking obituary right yeah, there. And, battle in free languages. I, that's kind of what on. I'm going for. And to be real with you, like I've kind of just like when I went to Philippines, I spit like damn near like half a round in Tagalog. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking crazy, bro. Like damn near like I don't know half a round. But it was a it was a lot. It wasn't just a couple words. Like I went I went for like 16 bars, Adam, like in Tagalog, and I put wow. that shit together myself, like with one homie. Like and you know what I'm saying? It? But I really put it together. It went crazy. Yeah, because they could tell I put it together because it didn't make complete sense. <laughs> <laughs> but they loved the shit. You know what I'm saying? I was saying I was doing like graphics when I was be saying things. I would be moving with my hand. Right. You know what I mean? Like so. It was like crazy. What? Uh, or no, bust it, bust it. What, 
but yeah, I'm so sure you haven't like booked anyone, but in your mind, who are the ideal people that you feel like you want to be talking to in the immediate future? Who's what are the most important beats that you'd like to cross off? For, for you as a battler, or just no, 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 no. For I mean, us as a I'm talk at the podcast, like the people podcast? that you need I mean, to have you know on the who show. We have booked already. Are we supposed to say that? Like we already got. I, I don't. I don't mind at all if you want to announce anything. I mean, but we, who, I mean, who's important coming up? I mean, we mind? definitely want to talk to. First of all, we want to talk. We want to. We want to do two two things. We want to. We want to shine light on the battlers in the culture that have you know a lot to say and they don't usually get that visibility uh-huh. and we're gonna give visibility to the to the popular ones okay but also we want to bring in those real figures in hip-hop to weigh in on shit and inspire everyone so they could hear their thoughts because we now are merging so close with the people that we grew up fucking listening to bro it's like so at this point the battlers need to hear a lot of their opinions because a lot of these guys are not just overnight battle watchers. They've been supporting us for a long time and they're forefathers in the shit. They're, they're pioneers in fucking hip hop, man. So we got to start bringing in those guys. And I have a whole long list of people that we're going to bring in here, you know, and we're going to interview and we're going to have them tell people what, how they feel. You know what I mean? Well, the fact that we grew up inspired by them and now they low key inspired by what we're doing so yeah. it's kind of dope so there's like right. there's a lot of get another, a lot of the more like lyrically inclined people yeah. in hip hop definitely we going to be bringing through like i don't know if you want to say names but um in addition to that Actually, there's I ain't saying shit right yeah now. <laughs> yeah we ain't trying to blow the spot there's also like yeah. a lot of people like you said this culture has so many interesting characters like we planning on bringing all the most interesting motherfuckers. Yeah, that's another thing. Here. The interesting people too, like the different, like there's just, we got characters that we also feel like belong over here at this table. That's a whole separate fucking like list of people that we're gonna hunt for, people that belong here, you know what I'm saying? Like that actually fit the mold of being here, you know what right. I mean? So yeah, it'll be lit. I like it. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. We happy you like it. And the th- yeah, you like it, we like it, they we like, all it. like it. Like the, the thing <laughs> that's fire. Like festival. The thing that's fire is like like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Going internationally, like if, if motherfuckers think that the battle rap shit is big here, like it's so much bigger in these other places, like South hey, America. Man, when I first went to Sweden and a dude stopped me on the subway, like you, you do battle rapping. I was like, yo, he's like picture. I was like, all right, we, we're po- that was like in 2010 or 11. That's before I was like, it even that, blew up. Like yeah, that, like, yeah, but that was the first time I was exposed to like someone like that in Europe that really just fucking was that much of a fan. Like, wow, that's fire. He flipped the fuck out in the subway. Crazy. We gonna have fun with it. We appreciate you rocking with us. Yeah, you no already doubt. Know. And I mean, ideally, hopefully, we'll be in our fucking new spot soon, so we can have a, a Man, more like more unique sets and shit, so that it doesn't just look exactly the same as all the other shows. We're gonna have a new spot soon that I think you guys will be super <laughs> hyped on, and we're getting a store on Fairfax too. So, oh, oh yeah, yeah, man, congrats! It's, on that, it's going man. down. Congrats. We popping up. Let's go. I'm Real excited soon. to see the fucking cast of characters that come through with you guys. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, thank you for uh, you know. Believing in that because it's hard to explain that, but you know we we coming with it, bro. It's about to be some shit up here, man. Oh yeah, like the, this is a third time over here so far. It's been lit, and we gonna continue to keep it lit up in this. So, show appreciate you guys. Let's go. 
No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Coolest battle rap podcast. I don't know. Is this going to have a name? Uh, we don't God know. Tier. It is the God Tier podcast. God Tier. Oh, okay. It is go. the coolest battle rap podcast in the world. That I like that. You might want to fuck with that. that. We, we already is. Are, man. That's, we, That's catchy. Yep. And we about this biatch. Out this biatch. Out this biatch.